0: And welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Business With Video podcast. I'm your host, Alex Wardle, and today I'm joined by Mother Nature. In an attempt to get out of the office, spend some quality time outdoors, what with lockdown still being a bit of a thing, I thought I would uh, step out into nature and take you for a a bit of a stroll around the countryside where I now live. Uh, Since the last episode of this podcast, I've moved house. We've moved uh, into the countryside a little bit more. Lots has happened to be honest. Um, But yeah, if you're watching this episode of the podcast, you'll be able to see that I'm out in nature. And if you're listening to this episode, then perhaps you'll be able to hear the lovely sounds of the river and the birds and the trees and all of that good stuff. Another reason why I wanted to pop out today and uh, record this podcast outdoors is because I actually did this the other day for a different reason. Uh, I popped out to the river and I came down here with my camera, or rather I should say with my smartphone and my smartphone's camera in exactly the same setup that I've got it in now, which I'll tell you about in a second, Um, because me and my good friend and client and collaborator, Dom Hodgson and I, uh, we ran a seven day challenge on Facebook for pet professionals so we made a Facebook group and we had about a hundred people in there, just over a hundred people, I think, which was amazing. And uh, what we invited them to do was to join, to take part in uh, a series of challenges and tasks, if you will, throughout the uh, the week, all about standing out. So the, the name of the group was Stand Out in Seven Days. And it did what it said on the tin, really. We wanted to find pet business owners who perhaps were, new to marketing or wanted to boost their presence uh, as a result perhaps of slowing things down during lockdown. And so that's exactly what we did. We got them in the group. Dom helped them out with all things marketing and uh, and, uh, being business savvy, all the things that he's learned and become an expert in over the years. And I helped them out with all things video. And one of the things that I helped them to do is uh, make a, a, a stupidly simple little setup for creating much higher quality videos using just your uh, your smartphone, which is partly, again, why I've come down to, to show you this today. And said setup is literally just, all it requires you to do is buy two more bits of equipment, uh, one of which is a bit fancy and one of which is not fancy at all. but. Not only does it increase the quality of your videos, but it actually makes your life a lot easier as well. So what it is, is a a fancy little microphone system by a company called Rode, who do uh, fantastic microphones. They all come with like a 10 year warranty and stuff, which is a a pretty good uh, mark of confidence in your products. And uh, it's a wireless mic. So you attach the mic to yourself. You put the receiver on your phone and you've suddenly got wireless audio and that's what you're listening to right now and it's 10 times better than the mic that's in your smartphone and it's especially good if you're doing what I'm doing which is filming outdoors because if you get the slightest bit of wind I'm sure you've encountered this before your smartphone microphone just can't cope with it whereas this comes with a little windshield and um, no matter what you're doing you're going to get much better quality audio the other thing obviously does being wireless is um means that you can do things like demonstrations and you can walk around and you can you know step away from your phone and not be tethered to it and still get like ultra crystal clear nice and close audio because another one of the things that I told the guys in the group is that actually in many respects the quality of your videos that you put out there is secondary to the quality of the the sound in your videos I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before but you can actually get away with things being a little bit scratchy and less than perfect in the visuals department that might surprise you to hear coming from uh, someone who earns a living from making things look good but it's true and in fact i was just saying to a, a client of mine this morning we were discussing making some content for her later in the year and she said about instagram and she was like i'm, I'm not on instagram but i think i should be and i said yeah we should discuss a campaign and a, a bit of a strategy for that but what i would say right now is Uh, We should, you should do a combination of um, professionally shot stuff from myself, but also authentic, scratchy, self-shot stuff. So stuff that she films just on her iPhone and then puts on Instagram because people really like that authenticity um, and seeing that things are homemade, that kind of homemade feel. People really enjoy that, generally speaking. Um, So there's nothing wrong with being a bit scratchy. However, as I say, I'm sure you would agree with this as well. If something sounds not great, if, um, if you are distracted by the fact that the audio is terrible, you know, if it's, if it's windy and there's distortion, or if, um, if the sound is too quiet or too loud perhaps and there's dis- distortion there, anything that makes it less than un- unintelligible, sorry, anything that makes it less than intelligible speech you're gonna switch off because you've got better things to do, right? Uh, you've got better ways to spend your time than to struggle through a video that's pretty naff and that someone has obviously rushed. And I think that's something that's, that we all need to kind of think about a little bit more is that, yeah, we don't have to plow 110% of our efforts into every video that we make, but you know, there's a certain level, a certain standard of quality that we should adhere to all the time. If we want to appear uh, premium, and high quality and uh, yeah, if we wanna associate those type of values with our business and the things that we sell, the services that we provide and the products that we sell, then why settle for anything less? And if if the solution is something as simple as buying a little microphone and plugging it in, then I think that's something that everyone should do. Slight segue by the way, I don't know if viewers will be able to see this because I am only on my iPhone, Um, but there's a herring Oh, he's just flying away in the background there. don't know if you can see that. Beautiful. Me and my um, my mum and my sister came down here the other day because, despite us moving to the countryside and our new house back in January, they've only actually been uh, to our new place once. Thanks COVID. Thanks lockdown. Um, but we came for a walk down here the other day and we're desperate to see heron. We saw loads of frogs, but we didn't see heron. Uh, but now I've seen one and I had no one to share it with. No one but you, dear viewer or dear listener. <laughs> Trust me, if you didn't see it or you're listening, there was a heron. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that was one of the things that I um, suggested to the guys in the group. And I came down to this location, and I showed them how it works, exactly how I am doing now. And um, lo and behold, uh, quite a few people snapped it up straight away and um, invested in said equipment, said filming equipment. And I hope, I know for a fact they're going to be getting much better videos now, much more effective videos. Something else that happened recently, uh, more bad news I suppose, (laughs) I got a puncture. But not only did I get a puncture, I got a puncture after a full day of filming in the middle of Newcastle. That wasn't very fun. I was filming with a client of mine who is um, their one company in a in a group of companies called British Engines. Big company, they do lots of manufacturing and they're like a heavy industry kind of um, conglomerate, I suppose. And uh, one of their factories is about a mile away from the Quayside in Newcastle upon Tyne. I went up to film with them. I was with my, my good friend and my colleague, Andy Berriman as well, who is another filmmaker. Uh, we both went up and filmed for the whole day. We captured some really nice material. Interestingly enough, not for marketing purposes, as it usually would be, But this was a video that um, basically they were getting audited by a client they deal with um, very sensitive uh, sort of information and and products that they manufacture from scratch like i say they're a big deal and um, naturally speaking their clients want to know that their processes are completely up to scratch and so they would usually come down and do an audit but because of lockdown that wasn't a that wasn't on the cards and so they opted to do it remotely as it were instead by producing the video. So it was kind of a, yeah, a very different tactic really, in terms of the video itself and thus the the filming that we did because rather than it being about capturing, um, I mean, it was about capturing, you know, beautiful footage as it always is, but we had to bear in mind that it was gonna be like lots of long shots and there was gonna be a voiceover on it and it was gonna be probably 10-15 10-15 minutes long something like that so an interesting uh, change of tactic but anyway so we did that day of filming and then I went back to my car and I said bye to Andy and he uh, he went home switched the car on and it said check tire pressures got out the car lo and behold one of them was flat as a fart now I quite like my cars um I got a new car since the <laughs> since recording the last episode of this podcast as well actually and I like I mean, I, I would say I enjoy tinkering with them. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm certainly not a mechanic or an engineer. Um, and I've never changed a tire by the side of the road before. But I was like, no worries, I'm up for the challenge. I can do this. Um, and I helped me out with a puncture once, so I thought, yep, no worries, let's do this. Now the only bad thing was that I had a car full of video gear and we're talking like stands that weigh like 10, 15 kilos each. Um, big bags and cases, the camera itself obviously, and again bearing in mind this, this was like a mile away from the quayside in Newcastle, it wasn't exactly you know even busy um, but it was a pretty busy road and I was a little bit concerned for security's purposes as well. But anyway I got all the gear out, uh, I located the spare wheel in the boot and I got that out, uh, jacked the car up, using the rubbish jack that comes with your car. Took ages, all by the side of the road. Uh, jacked the car up, got the, the wheel nuts off, went to pull the wheel off and it was absolutely seized on solid. And I was like, surely I've just done something wrong here. Um, perhaps I've missed a stage because I've never done this before. Perhaps I've done something stupid, but nope. Did everything correctly. But because of the, all the wintry, horrible, salty Uh, debris and stuff that's on the roads at the moment, or it has been anyway, the past few months my wheel was just not coming off. So a few phone calls later, um, breakdown cover wasn't actually an option. That was going to take four to five hours for someone to come out to help me. Um, Ended up ringing a family member. Kindly they came out all the way from uh, not too far from where we live here in the countryside now, so it was a long journey for them. And uh, they hit the, hit the wheel with a big hammer and it came off. <laughs> so I was able to get on the road again. Why am I telling you this story anyway? What's the, what's the digression all about? What's the segue here? Well, I thought it was a good reminder and a good sort of um, illustration that we're, we're sort of attracted to problems, aren't we? Or rather not attracted to them, but if we see one, we focus on it. Uh, that nail in my tire, that was a problem. And if I'd seen that on the road, you know, as I was parking up perhaps and I'd seen that innocent little nail uh, sitting there, it would have been like a a red flag immediately, you know, the alarms would have gone off and I would have been like, "Ooh, that is a potential problem. I want to do something about that right now. I don't want the consequences of that problem ruining my day or indeed the rest of my week as it did. Um, And unfortunately in that situation, I was a bit too late, but as I say, it kind of Thought it was a good reminder that we should be thinking in this way when it comes to doing our marketing and putting our content out there for our prospects and our customers and our clients they have problems that we can solve that's why you're in business isn't it that's why you do the thing that you do whether you work for a company and you're the marketing manager or similar and you're responsible for letting the world know about all of the good work that you do to help fix particular problems, or whether you work for yourself, the same applies. We should be looking for ways to kind of highlight the problems that our customers are facing. Not to rub it in their faces. Obviously that's unethical, isn't it? That's not very nice. A lot of people think that when, when we're talking about this type of stuff, that's what we're doing, but we're not. What we're doing is we're, we're trying to just drill down into that problem and identify very specifically our target market. And find the people who are out there in the, the soup of the internet, you know? They're, they're like in the ether of this digital world. They're out there somewhere and they're ha- having these type of problems. They're struggling with these type of problems and we're there to help them. But in order to do that, in order to communicate most effectively, we need to identify that problem and really highlight it. Meet them where they're at, as the phrase goes, and say, are you the type of person who has this problem, who struggles with this, who uh, can't do this, or wants to be able to do this? And you can say it as explicitly as that if you want to in your content, or you could perhaps be a bit more subtle or do so in a slightly different way, but, However you choose to to do it, I think we should remember to not kind of be afraid to highlight the problem, to draw attention to it, in fact, because that way the person on the other end is gonna say, yeah, I am that type of person actually. (laughs) I am someone who struggles with X, Y, Z. I can't do this. I want to be able to do that. And then once we do that, we've identified a potential customer and we could then continue delivering content to them that's going to help them, that's going to educate them in some way perhaps, make them feel inspired, or point them towards some products or services or solutions that we offer that can help them fix that problem or get that thing that they want. That's kind of, I suppose, marketing 101 really, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I think, like I say people forget about this sometimes and don't don't put enough emphasis on the problem. And to kind of round this impromptu uh, in the wild episode off. Incidentally, this is something that I talked about on the challenge group that I mentioned earlier as well. Um, you know, I said, don't be afraid to, to highlight the problem and linger on it for a little while as well. Oh, I just stepped over a little stream, could have had 250 quid from you been framed there. Um, Yeah, kind of don't be afraid to linger on the problem and draw attention to it. It's going to be really tempting when you're doing a video to like, I mean, the the example that I gave on the challenge was because I challenged the guys in there to um, make a little case study video about a client of theirs. And I said, I'm sure you've got loads of customers and clients who you've helped out over the years and you'll have some really powerful stories of, you know, where people were before, how you helped them and then what they were able to do after, how you improve things for them. So tell that story on video. What I said was, it's gonna be really tempting to get straight to the part where you helped them out and to say, we did this, we did that. We helped them do this. This was our process. And we're really proud of the way we did X, Y, Z. And obviously you should be talking about that. It's very, very important. That's gonna be the, the bulk of it for sure. But actually, when you think about it from the, The perspective of the viewer, at that stage at least, they're potentially not that interested in what you've done. They're more interested in what it allowed that person to do afterwards, like the benefit to them. And furthermore, if you take it back a stage and you think about the fact that you've got to get their attention in the first place and you have to meet them where they're at just to get them to watch the damn video, well then it's no good talking about your you know so could getting straight into your process talking about your unique way of doing things because they don't they potentially don't have a clue who you are and they're not really bothered they're they're more bothered about their problems and fixing the things that are wrong and getting the things that they want hence why we need to emphasize the problem up front really Um, then talk about what you've done and then probably i would say as well in most cases equally put more emphasis on what came after the benefit to that person what it allowed them to do it's that phrase the cliched phrase in marketing now of um, people don't want quarter inch drill bits they want quarter inch holes in the walls and you can take that a step further as well and say people don't really want quarter inch holes in the walls but what they do want is to hang a, a, a photo up or a picture and you can take that a step further again and say people don't really want to put a picture up but they want to make a house a home have a think about that if you've if you haven't heard that before i think i've mentioned it on this podcast as well actually but i think i keep coming back to it because i think it kind of beautifully illustrates um this this marketing process really and these types of stories that we should be telling something else that i mentioned in the group was stories but i think that's probably going to do it for this episode of the podcast perhaps we'll talk about stories another time we're always talking about stories aren't we um that, that in itself is a bit of a cliche in marketing now, and it still, admittedly, makes me cringe a little bit, you know, we're all storytellers and stories this, stories that. Uh, but it is true, and it's not about being fluffy or woo, it's just about connecting with people through the wonderful medium of video, which is a great medium to tell your stories in. But anyway, I digress, we'll save that for another time. So I hope you enjoyed this episode out in the in the wilds of nature. Uh, Hopefully the stream and the river hasn't been too loud in the background. And I did just see the heron again, so I'm happy anyway. (laughs) Um, Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. We talk about all kinds of things on the show. Not just me, but uh, my guests as well. Be that Naomi, my other half, who's a psychology whiz. Soon to be a qualified psychology whiz, no no less. Uh, We've had Dom Hodgson on the show as well. We've had uh, Luke John Harrison, Katie Bowmer Cook, and we've got more lined up as well. Um, I worked last year with um, uh, a chap called Jonathan, who's the dog portographer. He takes absolutely amazing photos of of dogs. And he was working with um, a social media manager. I think that's her correct title. Correct me if I'm wrong, Christy. But anyway, hoping to have her on the show as well soon, which I think is gonna be really interesting because she definitely knows her stuff about social media engagement and all that kind of thing. So be sh- sure to subscribe to the show. Uh, if you don't already as well, get a copy of my book, Grow Your Business With Video, same title as this show. You can get that by going to artifactmedia.co.uk forward slash video or you can navigate to it pretty easily. I'll send that anywhere in the world. I'll sign it for you as well. And it comes with loads of bonuses and it's probably the first place you, says you should start if you're looking to get more effective video content out there for your business. But anyway, we'll catch up again next time. Have a great rest of your day. Peace out, see you later.